Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, although some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Last Ship After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's The Last Ship After Show. Hey guys, welcome into the Last Ship After Show right here on AfterBuzzTV.com. Season 1, Episode 9 of The Last Ship. It is entitled Trials. I'm your host, Bobby DeMiro. Charlotte is out tonight, but luckily we've got both Monsi and Marina with us here in Studio A. Ladies, hello. Hello. You guys just look amazing today, unlike me. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I was looking for a little bit of support. I didn't get it, so that's... Is that how the show's going to go today? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on Marina's side now. Great. So that's... That's what you get, Bobby. That's a precursor to the show, guys. We've got only... After this, after we finish up the after show today, we only have one more episode for season one. Luckily, the last ship was picked up for season two, so we know we're coming back next year. But if you haven't already, hit subscribe on iTunes if you're listening to the podcast. And if you are watching us on YouTube, keep watching. Thank you for watching all year. Hit subscribe there. You can follow AfterBuzz on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever else social media networks there are, you can just, there's a million of them. It's at, at AfterBuzzTV, all one word on all of those. Let's jump into the show today. Maybe emotionally the most gut-wrenching episode so far. Jesus. Terrible. Yeah. How far have we come from Michael Bay? When you think about Michael Bay doing things like Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> this is not like that. And I know he's more of a producer and not obviously as involved with it, right. but it's still something with his name on it. You don't necessarily expect it to do this. Yeah, it, uh, I watched it at work. I was telling mm-hmm. Reno when I got here that I watched the episode at work and there was times when I was holding myself back from crying because I didn't want to explain what I was doing and be like, <laughs> this is what I'm watching. It's like people would ask me, it's like the last ship. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. But it was it was tough. It, it made me definitely want to cry some tears. Yeah, it was a really great episode. Yeah. And I'm glad they did that because... You know, it is a TV show. It's not a movie. It's not two hours. We've been watching, like, every week. Mm -hmm. You know, we only have one episode left. They need more emotions and more feelings and uh, a little backstory of what's going on and how people are feeling. It spiced it up. Even though it wasn't an action episode, it spiced up the season. Yeah. Yeah. And it made us more excited for next season as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know what's going on and the direction they're going with the next season. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully we'll see. And it was interesting on this season. I want we were going to start with the six and the trials, but mm -hmm. I actually want to start off the ship. Let's flip the order because it was so different. They finally went off the ship. They mm -hmm. finally went to land. We finally see land. It looked a little Walking Dead-ish to me, <laughs> yeah. which um, I, I guess I understand if the apocalypse comes in the form of a virus instead of zombies, but a, a regular quote-unquote virus, mm -hmm. as regular as this is. Um, if the apocalypse comes with this, I guess law and order is completely destroyed, and so people would still fend for themselves, and it still would be a little walking dead-ish. Mm -hmm. But we see the red X is kind of mm -hmm. the first big thing we see. The The guy has the buck. Grandpa, we learn later. The grandpa mm -hmm. has the buck and um, comes to give half of it to this other family, and the guy says, sorry, we're infected now. So they do the red X spray paint. Watch that sorry. microphone there. <laughs> Don't get too excited. She, I was just going to say, she's too excited. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you have the spray paint, so it establishes how everyone on land, just like Walking Dead comparison, even if you don't know what's going on, you've learned what the symptoms are, what the situation is, and you may not know what the virus is, but you understand the process. And so they know that that home, that trailer, whatever it was, no one can enter it anymore. Mm -hmm. And we start to establish that people have made it. And, of course, the people who have made it here are Chandler's family, mm -hmm. thankfully for us. Yes. Right? Yes, so, yeah. absolutely. It and it looks like they're doing it. okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the the grandfather goes hunting to get him food, which is you know so funny. It's right. You know we're living in this in this era, and yeah, to survive they have to go and hunt. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like going backwards in time. Yeah, right. it absolutely is. That's a great point. It, it's it's like you know look at the history of like plagues and stuff, and nothing to this magnitude. Right. But when you have a plague or whatever that kills hundreds of thousands or millions of people in a large area you have to start over mm -hmm. like you just don't have enough people so that's what they would have had to do with this and we see with the electronics store later there's a ton of looting with with the grandpa with chandler's father and the the radio he's kind of tinkering with and whatever mm -hmm. it's very relatively for this era primitive they've got to kind of use and make do with what they have mm -hmm. and uh we see how how many survivalists there actually are now chandler's family as, as we would see, because they're still alive and they're doing okay. I remember they had Pop-Tarts or whatever yeah, for the sun. Right. He's kind of excited. So, like, those are little treats, and it's not, like, fun, but it's okay for where they are. I've got to believe because of Chandler's military training, his family is better equipped. A little bit. They didn't go through the training, but right. maybe they know a little bit more than... I don't know if the three of us would survive in this situation. Oh, talk for yourself, Bobby. Yeah, man. <laughs> Have you seen Marina's abs? Oh, look. <laughs> they, My abs will survive. They will survive. Will your abs cure the, the virus? Is that <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even bring it up. It was a perfect moment. It I was a perfect moment. I didn't expect that. I'm not really sure where <laughs> to take that. No, from. but seriously, Marina has great abs. Like, for real. I'm telling the viewers. Marina's face they, is as red as the X's being they, drawn they on those buildings. Know. They all should know. Thank you. Yeah. I'm jealous. Thanks, guys. What a I segue. <laughs> I know. That's right. A professional host at AfterBuzz can segue like that for you every single episode of every After Show. Moving back to the show, if that's cool, Monty, we can talk a little more fitness okay. if you want. I guess. Okay, we'll go back to. But I'm just saying, we would survive. She would survive because she's fit. Okay. That's what I'm oh, that's her point. That's and, what and I was. You would survive because. Oh, and I'll and I'll and I'll. Jesus, how many times am I going to say and I'll, and I'll save you, Monty, because see? because mm -hmm. she. I see. I see a. I can keep up. I can run. I see a post-virus sitcom. You two, fit and <laughs> fit and feisty. Oh, my God, I love everything about that. There you go. 
fit and feisty. All right, we'll we'll discuss contracts later. Okay, <laughs> back to so, the show. Back to the show. So we've got people surviving. We've got Chandler's family surviving, and we understand that they have made it out well enough. We don't know anything of what they had to do to get where they are. We don't know if they're still in a home, like a mm-hmm. cabin that they own. We don't know if they found a random house. Who knows? But they understand what's going on with the Red X. Uh, and, and this will be interesting because the Chandler's wife, the, the children's mom, she goes out to the electronics store to find the piece for the radio, and the store's been looted, everything's a disaster. And this is another Walking Dead similarity. It's hard not to compare the two. Very. But you have these different groups and factions who have had to survive on their own, mm-hmm. and we see the guy out in the rain shooting the woman. The woman was asking for Olympia. I need Olympia. Olympia. <laughs> and we don't know if that name is significant. We don't know if she was delirious because right. we saw... Later on, the six will get delirious, so mm-hmm. perhaps she was. Um, but the guy shoots her, then they've got a ton of guys with guns that are cleaning off the street, and they have everything cordoned off in security. And so Chandler's wife is is in the middle of another faction and may actually be risking her life mm-hmm. just going wherever she's going. Now, she ends up risking her life because... There's a dead, there's a dead guy. Oh, guy. no. That was, uh, that was good. That was good. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Me yeah. yeah. So the clock's ticking on them. I mean, oh, yeah. technically, what, how fast does the virus proliferate on these people? It's a matter of days, if yeah. I remember them correctly, from several episodes ago talking right. about it. So Chandler's got to get home, got to get inland. We did see when Grandpa was hunting that, that, did you notice the hunting sign? It said Virginia state law, no hunting. Yes. So they've been talking about going back to, to Norfolk, to Virginia Beach, to the ports there. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, they're close enough still mm-hmm. to, to the ports or whatever yeah. that they could find... Chandler and Chandler mm-hmm. could find them. But the clock's ticking. Yeah. And how yeah. close are they to the U.S.? You know, they didn't say anything. That's true. They're yeah. still, yeah. Right are they now, still in the Caribbean? Yeah. How yeah. far are they? Because they're hearing radio calls from Jamaica. They had mm-hmm. they had to go pick up Bertrice. Right. So they're somewhere around Jamaica. So how long does it take them to get? Yeah. yeah. Even even a day, even 12 hours. Yeah. What does that mean for that virus? I got to believe people with weaker immune systems are going to be affected with that virus, which means see you later, Grandpa. Mm-hmm. See you later, kids. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But I, I mean, would it has to because you saw how she was, like, cleaning her son's oh, face yeah. with her saliva. And she, it's just contaminated. It's obvious. And the way she was grabbing all the cups. Like, yeah. she had her fingers in every single cup. I was like, oh, there there they all go. No. But it's too I mean, even the breathing is too late. Right. Because yeah. she never touched the dead guy in the electronic store. Right. But just being within 10 feet of him yeah. was enough. Yeah. So. It's surprising to me that... Not that it would have mattered, I guess, because she had the virus even when she was feeling fine and got back to the house. But it's surprising to me that she would be feeling ill because obviously she looked ill. She didn't. Yeah. She was sweating profusely, and yeah, she it didn't click for her that maybe she's contaminated. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she just didn't think that would be an option. Well, I mean, how much information do they know? Exa- I, you know, I, I think they know enough if they know the Red X thing. And, and multiple factions know the Red X thing. Grandpa knew the Red X, mm-hmm. and those people with guns knew it, and they're definitely different groups. But they marked an X on it. There was no X on it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. She didn't know. No, no, she didn't know. But what I'm saying is they know to mark oh, the X, right, and right, she right, knew right. Grandpa was doing that at the other right. house. And just the fact that it's cause and effect. If you go out and you haven't been out and you go out to a new place, this electronic store, and then you come home and you're immediately running a fever and sweating, gee, even if I didn't see the dead guy, maybe there was something <laughs> yeah. there. Especially, yeah. I mean, she saw the woman walking outside, right? right? Like how That's close true. do you have to be? And yeah. For me, that would have been it right there. I was like, I'm feeling sick and I was you know, way close to that woman yeah. Yeah. in the store. So yeah. maybe I should excuse myself. <laughs> and, and, and it's kind of heartbreaking to see I keep calling him Grandpa. It's kind of heartbreaking to see Chandler's father, the, the children's grandfather, 
keep calling on the radio, specifically looking for Tom Chandler, mm -hmm. USS Nathan James, which we hadn't ever heard on radio calls before. It was always random people in such and such Georgia. I need help. Is anybody out there? Mm -hmm. And now he, I don't know if Chandler's dad has military experience himself, mm -hmm. but he definitely understands Again, emergency management stuff with the military to call specifically for Chandler right. to call out and see exactly what's going on, as opposed to just kind of throwing out, hey, we're here. Yeah. Come find us. Like everyone yeah. else. Exactly. Yeah, I so. feel like she, he must have some sort of training. Yeah. Maybe he was part of, you know, I the took army that. or... Yeah, I took that his, the way they, he ha was handling the yeah. radio call, that he had some sort of... And even the fact that he could put it together, right? Yeah. He could hunt, he yeah. could build this old radio and make yeah. it work. I would have no freaking clue what I'm doing. No clue. And and think about a post-apocalyptic, you know, world with this virus. You would need just like they are on the ship, just like we talked to Tommy Savis last week about about um tradition and the navy and the hierarchy even though the government doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Military members, I would imagine, in this situation would fare better, not only because of their training and skills, but because of their mindset with hierarchy and a schedule. And if and it would make sense if, if Chandler's father has a military background, not only because his son would have gone into it too, blah, 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 and it's a family thing, but also because to survive that long as a family with right. kids, they must have a good schedule. With oh, yeah. the radio, with food, with hunting, with safety and whatever, they've got to have a good schedule down. And it's almost run like a military situation, like the ship is run. And right. that's why they're still surviving. Very um, true. You, yeah. can't, you can't be an idiot and survive a virus unless you truly live alone and you're not around yeah. anybody. But I know that wasn't the case for them, at least when it started. Right. So I guess we'll only see. There's a lot of good predictions to come with that. I know. And the coming attractions for next week are like, oh, they're totally, the ship's done. They're not going back on that ship. Yeah. They're on land for ever. I mean, who knows? You can't speculate on season two, and Tommy didn't give us anything, but who yeah. knows? <laughs> um, we'll see. All right, hey, let's transition to our second topic. A little more, uh, um, I guess, serious and a little more substantial on the show is The Six. Mm -hmm. You could hashtag this, I guess. Hashtag The Six, the six. is this week's episode hashtag. Um, and, and it really gets the name of the show is Trials, and the name of the episode is Trials. And we learn about... Um, First we bury Cassetti, and then we learn about Dr. Scott. You like how I just blow over that? First we bury Cassetti. <laughs> he was here last week. No big deal. We throw him in the ocean. Uh, but then we get to Dr. Scott injecting the vaccine and the virus into six participants and talking about the need to do that. The first hero of the show is the monkey. Congratulations to the monkey. He survived. She survived. As it turns out, we later learn, of course it was going to survive because the is vaccine it, needed uh, human gene. Human gene. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the monkey wasn't as much of a hero as we thought, but hey. It was valuable. You go, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got the six. And I, I know, Monsi, Marina and I watched this together, and we were shocked at the amount of people who volunteered. Yes. We you went, don't think that was realistic? No. Uh, well, the more I think about it, we were talking about it. It was more like a selfish way, like, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, and this is right? why we're not in the military. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. That's why we're not in the military. <laughs> because we, we are selfish, terrible people, and we would not volunteer for something that could potentially save the world because we're selfish, terrible people. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm scared of dying. <laughs> but, yeah, I know, but seriously. <laughs> but, it's, but the more I think about it, we were at first shocked at how many people volunteered mm -hmm. when Dr. Scott said she needed the six. Mm -hmm. The conversation between Jeter and Slattery and Chandler was good. First off, from a writing perspective, I'm glad that this is one mission that Chandler set out. Mm -hmm. He's been in this front and center of everything. He's great. We all like him. I know how you guys feel about McSteamy. He's wonderful. But I think I, at some point he needed to sit something out and just observe. And mm -hmm, he did yeah. that with this one, thankfully. Yeah. So Jeter goes in, which was touching. And then they just had 
dozens of people lining up. But the more I think about it, if you're in the military at this level on this ship, you've been through all this, you're self-motivated enough to begin with, and you face death enough times anyways, yeah. that you're kind of like, you know what, even if I die, this will be for the greater good. Yeah, exactly. I agree, because I wouldn't volunteer either. <laughs> I'm go. with you guys. I <laughs> Heck no. We're so we, bad. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but these people are more noble than we are. They, they're trained in a way that we haven't been trained. They feel about saving the world differently than we would. You know, yeah. it's just, they're just on a different mindset. I... I didn't know how I felt about all the people that showed up. I don't know if that was really realistic. Maybe that was the point, because they were basically telling us through Dr. Scott and through everyone else that there weren't going to be volunteers. How could they ask them to do this? So I think they just put us already in a mindset that it was going to be a difficult thing. And then when we saw a ton of people, we were like, whoa. Yeah. Well, you bring up an interesting point. Here's my question for you guys, then, very broadly speaking. Would you, if you were, uh, if your society, if Earth right now today in real life was afflicted with this virus and you didn't catch it in the first place, you Mm -hmm. you were safe, would you do either the hermit thing and stay away and do your own thing because you just want to survive and try to wait it out? Or would you do what folks like on the Navy ship are doing? And you wouldn't have a ship. But would you try to go rescue people and help people and have kind of a cause to do something? I mean, if they have a virus? If you don't know, you're alone. You know, it's just you. You're not on the ship. Yeah, but do we know what's going on? Like, is it a virus? I don't know. You know as much as... I would be a hermit. There you go. (laughs) So Uh, like Chandler's family. You know, yeah, exactly. If I don't know what it is then how can I help? I agree that, with That's you. how I feel. It's like it's one more person getting sick or dying. And But if I, if I know and it's something that I can help with, then, then sure. You know, I'm not going to say 100% that I would do it, but I would think about it. I think that it all depends. If I'm alone, like let's say for whatever awful reason this took place and I was home alone, I would not want to be alone. So mm-hmm. I would first go to somewhere where I'm with more people. So I think that would be the first thing that would determine whether I would be a hermit. Because if I was with my family or if I was with right. like my loved ones, then I would be less inclined to go out there and yeah. hold off as much as I can. But I think eventually I would be like, I can't. I, I, I got to yeah. go see where, you know, where are my brothers, where... Yeah, absolutely. You know. That's that's how I feel as well. You yeah. know, I, I would want to know. I would go after my family for sure. Right. No questions asked. But in terms of going and helping out other people, I, it really depends. Yeah, I don't know how much I could help. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I really and that, don't know. And that's what it yeah. depends, right? If it's a virus, uh, you know, it's airborne and, you know, you know that, yeah. what is the point? What are yeah. you going to do? If you, if you don't have a cure, you're useless. I don't, think, I don't think we have a lot of heroes on this panel today. We're all kind of yeah. <laughs> self-preservation over, you know, societal <laughs> saving. I know. Sorry, guys. If <laughs> you're listening to this, I would save you. If it happens, <laughs> nobody come to AfterBuzz because we ain't here to help. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Every man for themselves. That's what I would say. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so let's... <laughs> So let's talk about these trials a little bit. We've got on the trials, we have, I wrote them all down, now I can't find them, Jeter, Tex, Foster, Miller, Maya, we learn her name later, and Andrea, Andrea? Andrea. Andrea Andrea. is the last one, the kind of redheadish, blondish redhead doctor. She's the chief engineer. Or chief engineer, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. So we've got those six. Um, Scott tells them it's an honor that what they're doing, what they're doing, this is all wonderful. Uh... What do we think about that crew of six? I know Scott picked them for genetic reasons, mm-hmm. for biological, whatever reasons, but of course Tex is involved, uh, because why not? I know. Yeah. Well, I, you know, first I want to mention, uh, I'm, I am glad that Chandler was not in the panel, of course, he offered, but I just want to say a quote that he said. He was like, you know, Jeter, we need you, and Jeter said, we both know we are all needed. 
And that was like, so true, right? Yeah. Everybody's needed in the boat. They can't afford to be losing people. So it's not you are more important than I'm more important. Like everybody's extremely valuable. And so I thought that was a great. Do you know what he? Do you know how Jeter followed that quote up though? Did you write the second half down? He said, no. "We both know we're all needed, and we're all dispensable." Yes. Oh, I didn't get that part. Yeah. yeah so you're right. Everybody's yeah. needed on the boat, yeah. but at the same time, we can lose anybody at any time. Yeah. And it ma- the mission matters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a- I like that. And regarding the six, I think it was good. I think they did a good job in picking people that we know and we've been following the, throughout the episodes. And then two randoms, kind of. You know, we had seen Miller before, but we didn't really care for him. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. That's true. And and then Maya as well. So it was a good mixture of people. And I'd say Andrea was pretty random. We didn't know a ton about her personal yeah, past right. before. Yeah, we knew she, of her. Right. Um, and Maya, to me, was kind of a total stranger. I don't know that I we had, really... Yeah, it was just yeah. the one scene on the beach that was very brief. Mm-hmm. So we I, didn't have a whole lot with yeah, her. Yeah, I didn't remember her at all. Yeah. Doesn't all matter. All. She's dead now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, five out of six ain't bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That is really, in that situation, I mean, that's best, I feel like second to best case scenario, obviously, but yeah. I, I I was glad that it was just one. Mm-hmm. I, was, And I think Tex um, went partially because of Dr. Scott. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And also, I think he realizes that if somebody is disposable, maybe it's him. You know, he's not part of the crew. He, yeah. You know, he... I think he feels grateful for the ship and Chandler saving yeah. him and helping yeah. him. Yeah. So I think he felt that he owed that to them. As That's well. a good point. Think about where Tex came from mm-hmm. in that scene with all the prisoners on Guantanamo Bay who, who virus aside, didn't like him anyways. So mm-hmm. he was fighting for his life anyway. So that's a good point. I think Tex is doing all this for just great stories at the bar. Whenever oh, the yeah. virus blows over, <laughs> all the stuff he's gotten into, the time the Russians got him, the time that blah, yeah. blah, blah happened. Like he just, whatever. Yeah, he added the comedic side for these people. Oh, it was great. It was, seriously, because I'm sure they all, in that situation, you would really want someone like that that can make you laugh, can make you kind of forget for a split second what's happening in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think when, when they were, when Dr. Scott was telling them the symptoms, his response was just like a good hangover. Like, just having that person there. So, but I agree. I think it's like where he probably feels like... Who am I here for? Why would I not volunteer? He's yeah. the only. He had nothing when. The, aren't they supposed to take some stuff in to remember, mm-hmm. like something that they love? He didn't have. He only anything, had that locket. That yeah. locket. Yeah. That uh, Doctor Scott found. And that's an interesting thing. You've got Doctor Scott and Quincy, who have a very specific area of expertise. You've got every soldier, sailor, special forces person on the ship, very expert area of expertise, very specific mm-hmm. area of expertise. And you've got Tex, who kind of does it all as a jack of all trades, which is cool and they need him and he's valuable. But because he doesn't have the training, the expertise, the whatever, I've got to feel that in his head, as happy as he is, as funny as he is, maybe that's a little bit of a coping mechanism for him because he feels a little um, insecure in a way that everybody else has a job to do on the ship, everybody else has been trained to do something, and I'm just kind of a freeloader. So I can't freeload. I have to volunteer for every mission. Mm-hmm. I have to volunteer to do this thing. I feel bad about freeloading. I want to help out. You rescued me. And and not that it weighs on him too much because it doesn't, and he's a good-natured guy, but I think he's cognizant of that to say, I, I need to be the first one on the line because I can't have you guys sacrificing more than more for me than you already have. Yeah, Absolutely, you know? yeah. absolutely. Especially when each person serves a very specific job on the boat, mm-hmm. right? With the computers, with engineering, with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everything, cooking. And like you said, he's he's a freeloader. Yeah. You know, he's a great freeloader, mm-hmm. and everybody loves him, and he's very helpful, and he's good with 
guns and missions, but wanted or not, he's a freeloader, so that's also a reason why he he would volunteer. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm with Marina. I was more for Dr. Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, like, that was, like, 80% of why he did So it. when he asked her to martinis, well, no, you know, I'll hold on to that. We're going to talk about relationships in the third section. Yeah. Let's hold okay. on to that. So we let's go to the trials. So the trials... Um, the deliriousness was interesting. We kind of expected some side effects and the fevers and stuff like that. The deliriousness was interesting. Maya dying was pretty hard. Poor Miller. Mm-hmm. He had a shot for a second. Mm-hmm. He had a shot for a oh, second. Especially because yeah. she, she gave us so much in this episode about her life and her past and her family. Mm-hmm. And they, we didn't really expect her to die, yeah. I guess. You know, we're like, oh, you know, she's really letting, letting us get to know her. And we could see something building with Miller. And then, boom, she's gone. You know, it could have been... Remember what Tommy said last week? You played Cassetti, if you guys missed it last week. Um, he said that during the story arc, he and yeah. the person who played Miller got together and said, one of our characters <laughs> is dying. And then it ended up being Cassetti. Yeah. So it would have been... I would. I keep thinking, whenever I saw Miller, I was like, that could have been Cassetti. Yeah. He could have been the one in the trial when Miller had died, mm-hmm. and you've got Cassetti hitting on Maya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not that it would have changed anything. I guess it was just cool because now we know Tommy. Yeah. But, <laughs> M- but Miller, to me, he's so green. He's so naive. And that's not... I'm not insulting him. He's just young, and he's new, and he's definitely fresher than everyone else. And he's so naive, and he's kind of derpy. Like, he's like... She's sitting there reading stuff, and he's like, those are emails from your boyfriend? How, how long were you guys together? Like, is that not his face? <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't? He sounds, a little, the- sounds like a mix of, like, Hank Hill and, like, <laughs> Beavis. I don't know. I know they're voiced by the same person. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, that was really good, guys. Was, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? He's just, he's just a little... And he, it's not that I don't like him. I think we have to like him. Yeah. But he's so innocent. You just kind of feel bad for him. Every time he does something, you're like, dude, you're in over your head. Mm-hmm. And so far, he's proven himself every time. So he's yeah. growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you, you got to think that he is in the Navy, which means he has gone through hell to be there. Yeah. So maybe he's just this way when it comes to women. Yeah. Right? He's just... It's not his specialty. Yeah. Well, shooting guns wasn't his specialty for a while either. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's struggling. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. He's struggling. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> he has no game. Um, I feel like, I feel like Cassetti would be able to teach Miller a little bit of game. Oh, absolutely. The ship has sailed on that, no pun intended. Uh, how about how about Jeter? Jeter's hallucination was pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Could have ruined the whole operation if he had broken through the plastic, which right. he almost did. Uh, his hallucination was pretty bad, but it underscores how serious all the hallucinations were. And luckily, they got him under control. And then we've got Foster. Oh, shocked. Oh, fo- about the pregnancy? Yes. Really? You weren't? Did you expect it? Is that what you thought? I, I wouldn't I say ex- I, w- I wouldn't say expected it. I'm not going to be like, oh, I called that because I didn't. But when it came up, I was like, yeah, that's about right. Right. Well, obviously, after it came up, I was like, oh, okay. But I still, at the point when it happened, I was shocked. I wasn't, they shocked me. I thought it was going to be something, they were going to find out something of her medical history. That's what I thought. I was like, she lied about something. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. But then again, like I mentioned to you earlier, how would they not see that when they did a blood test and all of them, when they're testing them prior to, to the trials? Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe she wasn't pregnant then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. What if it hadn't been like, half you know, a second? Then no, like, yeah. <laughs> it takes it takes a while for it to show in in a test. I don't so, think yeah. it's like let me go have sex and then like pee on the. Stick. Yeah, it doesn't work so, like that. So what you're telling me, Monty, your your theory is that she went to the trial, was first in line for the for the trial period, had about a half hour, <laughs> did a little whatever, came back for the thing, the <laughs> and then all of a sudden it rings up. Is that it? Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. Okay. You never know. What if, you know, like there are false positives? What if they just had an issue? That's all I'm saying. Oh, I, I believe you. I, you I understand. But I think you're right about the trials. Like they definitely did blood work on everybody right. to find the no, best No, she's six. definitely right. Yeah. yeah. I'm always right. Yeah, just playing a little devil's advocate. Okay. <laughs> um, but hey, kudos to Danny. I guess, you know. Kudos to Danny. Well, for yeah. getting her pregnant? Well, yeah, they're having a family. Oh, my God. You don't say congratulations to that on some level? <laughs> the way you no, said I, it yeah, was like, like, like a very guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this is this a guy versus girl thing? Because we should be congratulating Foster, not Danny. No, no, is that no, it? No, no, no. not getting no, what we're saying. It's more I, how you said it. Like, we thought you were saying, like, you did good it, job. Your you got her. You, yeah. go, you go, yeah. Danny. You go, Danny. I'm just saying. I mean, for the record, do we know that it's Danny? Remember it that? Has it has to be. Remember several be. episodes ago. That she was like with that dude, like exactly. all flirty with that dude. Exactly. <gasps> no. That'll no. ruin everything. Other option, Tex Nolan. No way. I doubt it. No. I'm just throwing it out there. No. No, you lost me I with Tex. Yeah. No, the I other think one was better. Then okay. you got in so much trouble as is from having a relationship. I don't think she'd be silly enough to do it again. But that situation that we're talking about took place before she got in the trouble or before when everything when came out. When they were in the inland, the, right? Yes, yeah. and she was on the rock. Yeah, but yeah. I think she was just trying to make Danny jealous. But when you drink, you do stuff. But they weren't drinking. They were drinking coconut drink? water. They were drinking water, remember, because yeah. they were so dehydrated. <laughs> Maybe they were so dehydrated they were doing stuff because yeah, they were looping. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just remember them with the red cup or something. Yeah, yeah that, and that's what was funny about it. That's, yeah. Not to go way back in time, but that's what was funny about that scene is you had the red solo cups yeah. and you think it's a party, and it was a party, but it was water. But it was water. <laughs> that's what was yeah, so funny about that. That's what it was. Um, but back to this one, yeah. So Foster's pregnant, and when Danny went in and told her they had like a serious nice moment, what kills me about that nice moment is the emotional preparation she would have had to do to come up with that reaction. She's a talented actress, so I'm sure she can do it like that. But that's not an easy thing to get somebody to get to that emotional level. Mm -hmm. And she did it, and they showed like a second and a half of it. I'm like, she probably put in so much work for this, and they just show a little bit of it. Like to change from like, I'm dying. To just tears of joy. That was exactly it. That was it. Yeah. That was good. I, I yeah. taught her. That was good. Oh, <laughs> Marina, acting coach. Acting coach. Uh, <laughs> so and and I thought I had written on my notes earlier when we when we first find out she's pregnant and then Danny does but Danny hasn't told her yet the first scene where he's by her side I wrote down that she dies question mark because I thought she was dying when Me the too. blood came out of her nose I thought that was it. Thankfully, it's not. Right, because um, Maya, right? Because of the Maya. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised that the baby is healthy. Or at least what they know so far. Right. Considering what she's been through physically. Yeah, I thought, I mean, yeah, it was very strange. Right, it was weird. You know, the seizuring, I mean, the virus in general. Yeah. You would think that a fetus or embryo, well, you know, she's not very far along, obviously. Right. Yeah, and if it's attacking, if your own immune system is attacking your body, mm-hmm. and you have yeah. another living being within it, I would, I've got to believe that's a difficult that, yeah. thing. Maybe that's prediction territory for season two, if that baby gets delivered or what. Ooh. Who knows? 
It becomes the spawn of Tex Nolan. I'm Very just saying. Very Walking Dead again. Mm-hmm. Another baby. Yeah. You, you'll be an immune baby too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. The strongest person in the world, theoretically, maybe besides yeah, Bertrice. The, the first born with um, a cure. With the cure. With the cure. That's a good point. That we that it would have to be the first born yeah. mm-hmm. with the cure, or, or you know, immune to the virus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Superman. The pro- That's a, not, not the next one is going to be the Superman series <laughs> with Michael Bay. Oh, Lord. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, all right. And then the primordial strain works. They use it as a Trojan horse to, to kind of get the body to stop attacking itself. No Maya. Five out of the six make it. That's sad. But the touching, very touching scene at the end with the six to talk about is Scott and Chandler mm-hmm. and him coming to her and being like, well, what do we have here? Do we have the vaccine? And she's like, nope, we have the cure. Mm-hmm. Boom. Done. Yeah. Now, when she says that, the first chapter of our lives, the last nine weeks of our lives, guys, is over. Mm-hmm. Now we go to inland, like we're going to see in episode 10 and right. whatever in season two. But now that they have the cure, something huge has changed for them mm-hmm. and will forever be changed because theoretically they can replicate this over and over and over again. My question for you guys is with the cure and with that nice touching scene and the hug and all that, where and how can they replicate it? Because remember, Danny was talking to other sailors mm-hmm. about don't jinx it. We don't want to talk about it. Where could we replicate it? We can't go to the CDC, blah, blah, blah. So I got to believe that's the next complication is mm-hmm. where do we get the cure out? Yeah, absolutely. Especially because they're using Bertrice's blood to create the vaccine and they added the uh, Arctic strain mm-hmm. to it. Like, I feel like those are very limited resources. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they can't just have the girls sit there all day just. <laughs> Just take it all, you know. <laughs> take my blood, and and what are they gonna do? Go back to the Arctic? Yeah. To get more, uh, you know, it's it's crazy. So I don't know if maybe now the the six um, are immune and they're healthy, they can use their blood as well, and it just keeps passing it along. Like if you get cured, you have to donate blood. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, but we'll see. Maybe Marina I guess deserves an Oscar today. Let's just say she's making me crack up. She's going all in, or an uh, Emmy. Yeah, an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm with you, though. I think that's going to be the next issue. Or this is probably because we do that other show that I'm thinking this, mm-hmm. that they're going to only make a limited amount. And who? how do you decide who gets it? Oh, so you guys are just going to have a little inside joke about another show without me? Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Bye. <laughs> that's fine. We're talking about the lottery, guys. Yeah, the lottery. It's it's. We'll talk about it later. But, you know, like, what if they cannot? I just don't want to waste our time on another show. But uh, what if they can only make a certain amount of it? Mm-hmm. How do you decide where that goes? Yeah. You know, like, does how, how, how do you do that? Well, Chandler, everyone's going to fight for their own family because it can cure people that are already sick. Yeah. So it's like, wow, so it's anyone is an option. That's the crazy thing. I don't know. That's, I don't know. I'm still disappointed you guys do another show without me. Can't get over <laughs> you it. You do, like, seven shows without us. Yeah, that yeah, That is yeah. very true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. But forget about me. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you guys. <laughs> All right, let's talk about relationships. Speaking of our strained relationship now because of that, ladies. um, What about relationships on the show? The first one I guess I want to hit is Tex and Dr. Scott, which we talked about a little bit. Always fun, always funny. He's pushing hard. He asked her to martinis. You know, I don't know if – not too many people in the mainland are probably making martinis right now. Or they're holed up at home and that's all they're doing is (laughs) making martinis. (laughs) Um, So – does he have a shot with her? Do you think she was peaked kind of over over the top interested in him now? Absolutely. I think so. I think she when he was getting worse and worse, she was getting a little upset and like you could tell in her eyes and how she was acting 
that, I mean, she was obviously upset about all of them, but I think just how she's reacting to his jokes and the little smiles and mm-hmm. smirks, and she's not shutting him down. You know, if it's me and somebody's annoying the crap out of me, I'm, I'll be like, F off. <laughs> You know, and and she's not, and she's not, she's liking it. I agree, and I think she was she like you her her reactions towards him were so different from everyone else. Like she didn't want it looked like she was hurting having to do this to him. Like she didn't want him to volunteer, but here he is. You know. Oh, yeah. of course he's never gonna say no. Right. And right. it's kind of cute how he's talking to Foster and everybody else, saying I got a shot and doing whatever. It's like in like middle school or something. You yeah. know, you gotta talk yeah. to the girls' friends a little bit, get on their good side because they they talk to the girl. <laughs> and come on, this is not my first rodeo, yeah. and it's certainly not Texas' first rodeo. Oh yeah. So he, I love when she, Doctor Scott says, "Tex, go back to bed." No, mm-hmm. or she just says, "Goes to bed." He's like, "Finally," yeah. you know, like making a joke. Finally, she's asking me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." He's just a good guy. He gets about as much emotion as we're going to see out of her because she has to be so closed off, so professional, so tough. And those little smirks and smiles is like the greatest it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And and her and Chandler at the very end when they have that cure scene, for like a half second, we were talking about this. We were like, they better not kiss. There better I not be anything the same weird thing. here. But I think there's too much mutual respect professionally. No. Chandler will never cross that line. She won't. And so combined, yeah. it'll never happen. Yeah. And now because of text, it won't happen. Oh, because she's in love. Mm-hmm. Or not even just and that, Chandler knows. but Chandler. Yeah. I don't think Chandler would want to ruin the relationship, the relationship that he has established with Tex. And not to mention, Chandler is still holding out for his wife. Oh, That's yeah. a huge chunk. Yeah. But oh. even even aside, aside from that, because she's dying. Yeah. So aside from that, yeah, it's I think Tex has. Yeah. 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 Tex yeah. made it, made it clear when they were mm-hmm. you know kidnapped that he he wanted Doctor Scott. Yeah. yeah. And Chandler's a good guy. Yeah, he is. He's he going to play a good wingman. Uh-huh. Uh what about Kara and Danny now with the pregnancy and all that sort of stuff? So it looks like a lot of problems for Danny had the, and Kara had there been a normal Navy situation, but nothing about this is normal, and they're going to go back to shore anyway, so we have the buddings of a family to start here. Mm-hmm. Um, good for them, because apparently they love each other. Danny said he did, mm-hmm. you know, and we know how they feel about each other, and it's more than just sex, apparently. So I, I'm kind of happy for them, seeing as how Kara made it out. She's safe now. I am. I would be upset if they didn't get back together. Yeah, and I like the, like I said, I was really shocked, so I like this twist. Because this is a whole nother can of worms that it's going to that's gonna open up in this situation. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to take off, whether she ever has, has the baby, whether the baby survives, all of that. You know, that's like a season three thing. And listen, Kara pregnant, the, the really probably the whole time, but especially those last three or four or five months, you're down a sailor. You're oh, down yeah. a person who's not going to be able to do very much, and you don't physically want to do very much, and certainly she can't go on missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're down a person mm-hmm. to take care, to, to be pregnant first and then take care of the baby. So I know they're going to land anyways. Yeah, it's going to change. Yeah, I don't think but, that will be the issue. But they're still on the same team. They still mm-hmm. have to form a team, and you're still down a team member in a way because you can't use her for a lot of stuff. Yeah. So who knows? What about uh, our last relationship of this day is Maya and Miller? Yes. We talked about it a little bit. That never but was. That never was, never could have been, and was lost completely. Yeah. Poor Miller. Poor Miller. I know. I think that that's just as far as he ever went to <laughs> give a girl a compliment Probably. or something. Yeah. He was kind of like, this is my shot. The world's ending. I've been injected with the virus that's killing the world. I'm just going to do it. I have I'm nothing do to it. lose. I might as well. And, and then, then he lost her. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was, was very sad. And he never really, like, he's so nice. He, ne- I mean, not that he's going to ask her out. You want to go to coffee when this is done? Like, he's not going to say that. But he never really made the same move that Tex made mm. when he was joking about martinis. Miller never got there. He was kind of like, hey, how you doing? What's your story? Oh, your boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, your parents. You're not alone. You know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Except after, after she dies. Yeah. You know, he's like, she said nobody would miss her. I will miss her. <laughs> I'm like, it's too late now. We should have told her that before. <laughs> yeah. You, should, you know, if Miller was really paying attention to her, he would have noticed she was struggling a little bit before yeah. she died. Yeah. Like, ha- I felt that that's something I saw. I was like, out of nowhere, she just died. That's it. Yeah. We saw nothing. How did you see nothing? Wouldn't you be, like, looking at her if you're into her? Just... And if she had liver failure, which then caused a heart attack, and she died completely calmly, mm-hmm. which is yeah, weird to me. Yeah, Because remember, Kara yeah. seizured like crazy. Yeah. Which I guess was a different issue with her fever, fevers. Yeah. But still, you don't just... It's very rare like that in that situation. It was a very peaceful heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really bizarre. Um, but poor Miller. I feel bad for him. I know. I know. I oh, did too. I thought there was hope. Maybe we can Maybe we can predict in this next section about his relationships. Coming Ooh. forward, maybe there's another girl on land for him. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think he's traumatized now. Well, probably no Miller predictions, but let's do regular predictions anyways yeah. right now. And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. Well, I predict that Chandler's whole family on land gets sick. I'm kidding. That's not really a prediction because we know it's already happening. <laughs> yeah. You guys got anything good predictions? What are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I don't know. I think Kara and Danny. I think she's going to have the baby. And I think the baby's going to have an important part in... Um, in the, the show. But, you know, this is if there is a third, fourth season, something like this. Oh, this is a really long prediction. Yeah, okay. Like, All right. Three we'll, years from now. We'll see I'll in say 20, I told you so. We'll see in 2018 <laughs> when the kid's like four. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I definitely think she's going to have the baby. Um, obviously, Chandler's family's sick. I think they're going to get there in time to save them, but not their grandpa. Ah, uh, Grandpa. I think Grandpa is going to be gone. Sorry, Grandpa. Weak immune systems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree that they are going to reach Chandler's family and save. I don't know. I agree someone's not going to make it. But I don't necessarily think it has to be the grandfather. Uh, it could really be her. She was the first one sick. She's gonna, That means she'll be sick the longest. So naturally, she would be the first one to go. But you're right, it could be the grandfather. Uh, I, I feel they're gonna they're gonna come across an issue. It, it, it's too it's it's too wrapped up too soon. Mm-hmm. We have the cure. Let's go on. It's yeah. st- it's too easy for me. There is either gonna be an issue, another issue that's gonna come up that she didn't realize that maybe. Oh, you mean specifically with the vaccine yes, and the virus? Yes, maybe okay. like they're fine right now, but what if in a few days it wears off? Like, or something where they're going to get to land and they're going to have another issue. I just think it's too easy right now. I think that the cure is fine. I would disagree with you on that. But I do think that the fact that they do have limited resources and as they're approaching land, they really don't have that much of it made. That is going to cause big problems because... Now we have gangs in, in land, and we have this specific groups of people, and everybody wants the cure. Mm-hmm. You know, now before we had the Russians coming after us, now we have our people coming after us. Or even just people like to go with more of what you're saying. If we have a limited amount of this cure, the sailors amongst themselves 
can start to f- fight and say, no, I should get some. I, sh- I My family might still be alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even amongst them, it could create an issue. Yeah. yeah there's so. definitely going to be a lot of conflict regarding yeah. the, the, the cure. cure. Yeah. I think we're going to see moving forward, maybe not a lot, but a few suicides from sailors or a few people defecting or doing whatever because as we get on land we are going to learn whose family survived and mm-hmm. whose did not yep. and so chandler survived and he's got a mission and these people survived but at some point on land they're going to split up mm-hmm. and not even into two groups but they may split up one and two at a time go here and there and when some of these sailors find out that you know mom and dad are dead boyfriend and girlfriend are dead whatever what do I have to live for anymore? Or what do I have to do with this team anymore? Now, it could go two ways. Maybe they coalesce and become even tighter because this is their family. Or maybe they split off because they're so sad and they were holding out hope for life and there is no life. Mm-hmm. You know, And you may yeah. see whether it's something as drastic as suicides or it's just people walking off and say, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to give myself up or I'm going to go do whatever or mm-hmm. who knows. And I think, th- I think obviously the team is going to change and new people are going to be added and old people are going to drop off. But I think you're going to see a big drop off from sailors who see this and say, there's nothing here for me. Yeah. What's the point? You yeah. know, I got back on land. This mission's complete. My family's not here. What am I going to do? Help Chandler find his wife? What do I care about that? Yeah. yeah. You know, so who knows? Ooh, and so they're going to become like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hermits, one for one. Yeah, precisely. And I will say Tex and Dr. Scott are going to go on a date. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Whatever a date looks like, they're going to eat yeah. some, like, they're going to hunt and kill Whatever. a deer. In 2014. Yeah. yeah. Or 2018, no, sorry. I think maybe we'll have it next episode. Something will happen next episode. When they get on that. Interesting. Okay. All right. Hey, social links, guys. Where can they find you? Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, wherever you might be. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rena Brazil and also on my website, the 30, the30daytrial.com. Hi, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monsi Bolanos. And I'm on Twitter at Bobby DeMiro, on Instagram at Mr. Bobby DeMiro. Charlotte will be back next week. Unfortunately, Marina and I will be out for the season finale. Poor form. I know. Ridiculous. What are we doing? I'm so sad. You guys are useless. I know. We, we, that's very true. We are useless. <laughs> and we are not cut out for the military. Monsi will be here. Charlotte will be here. The season finale is next week. So hopefully you guys have gotten on the show the first nine episodes. If you haven't. Season finale is a great time to do it. Yeah. Yes. Why not? Yes. Why not? <laughs> That's it this week on the last ship on the last ship after show, guys. Thanks for watching. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 